This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight. So the usual, if you get your comments in, it's just me and Carney tonight. So if you get your comments in, we might even get to answer a couple of questions as well. Um, like and share, subscribe. We are, as we always say, we're very close to the 6,000 um, barrier. So that'd be much appreciated. So Let's get into it. As it was um, last night in the car, it is um, me and Mr. Carney again. We're missing some um, members tonight. Uh, Mr. Haymarch, who was after his three in a row that he was bragging about being on three times in a row, he is no longer here. <laughs> he has a Christmas night out. And um, a guy called Mr. Gemmel, I, I don't even know who he is anymore, Carney, to be honest. How are you tonight? Oh. Yes, mate, I'm good. Yes, yeah, always a delight to be here on a on a uh, on a Friday night, mate. It's what what's what we're all about. And I, I was saying to you, I don't know if it's just because it has been bad. I don't know, but I get the distinct feeling that it ends up just being me and you when things aren't going too well, mate. Others bumps in the road, if you like. But yes, it's good to be here, mate. It's always good to start Friday night. Like I start my weekend like this. Only seems right, and yeah, yeah. I don't know where the other guys are, to be honest. No, to be fair, they've all got stuff on, but uh, yeah, just the two of us, mate. There's a song in there, I think. Yeah, 
be fair, it's well, it's December the first today, so it's getting to that Christmas time and folk have nights out and stuff. So uh, Mr. Haymarch will get a pass tonight for that one. We'll let him off for that one. But it's um it's turning into Carney the Club at twenty two, the negative podcast. We did morph into the positive podcast at one point, but we're slowly drifting back into the negative podcast. Um hopefully not for too long, but we'll get back into it. Obviously, it was me and you that broke down the game last night against Limassol. Um, I've had, uh, obviously, <laughs> time to digest it a wee bit and think about it. I've watched the highlights of it. I'll be honest, Carney, I don't know what, I don't know what your um, feelings are, but I've not changed from what we basically said <laughs> not that long ago in the car. Ultimately, it was a disappointing night for Rangers. I missed the opportunity. Um and once again, a game where Rangers, there's a slight bit of pressure on them to go and win something, which actually means something, and they've failed again. Take it, you haven't changed your, your um, opinions for last night. No, I haven't, mate. I think I always say after we do reactions, um, when we come out just out of Ibrox, you are still very much full of emotion, and sometimes a day later you might feel a slightly different upon it. Um, I don't feel any different, really, from what I saw last night. And you're also... Because of the way me and you are, okay, the way you and I tend to be, mate, we are very reactionary. We are very full of emotion when we watch Rangers. It's the fans that we are. Um, we were muttering to each other as we are, as we were driving back to your gaff, mate, before we'd done the, the pod. We were saying, I hate football sometimes. I hate the fact that this dictates my life and it takes over me. And I, I get so emotionally involved that it, it affects how I feel it affects how I feel in everyday life so you but it's again sometimes you say next day you kind of look at it again maybe from a different perspective but no and you're also you're also very wary that you don't know how the rest of the world is reacting it's very um it's very easy for us and it's good for us to be able to sit and do the, the post matches the way that we do after leaving Ibrooks. But you still sometimes think, is this just me and Ali being me and Ali, or is the rest of the world in agreement with us? And the rest of the world, well, the rest of the Rangers world are pretty much in agreement, mate. It's uh, not a good performance at all. It's, uh, I say I've seen the highlights. Uh, I didn't manage to see um, the full game back. I've not had time today due to being at work. And you can't do that. Thank you very much for the, the five pounds. Uh, really do appreciate the donation, mate. That's very, very kind of you. But yeah, you can't. Um, as Caroline's just said there, you can't help being negative and you can't, and I always say it, that there was, I think we had a comment in the, the post-match last night about somebody saying, I can't go on about you listening, bleating about Lammers, and I'm going, well, I don't know what player you're watching, do you know, I just can't understand that, but yeah, I mean, it's very poor, it is, it's very, very poor, it's not a, it's not a good showing, really, um, from where we would expect to be, especially against a team like Limassol. They're not a particularly great team. And to say we made hard work of it last night, it's just a it's just an absolute understatement, mate. It was a it was a calamity from Rangers last night, just nowhere near what we should where we should be, that'll be we should be aiming for. No, this it's I was I'm driving through Edinburgh today for work and I, I put other Rangers podcast songs, listen to guys at heart and hand, and we're all singing off the same hymn sheet, to be honest, in terms of the last two games. I mean, we don't like to come on here and be negative, but I'd like to think the majority of people that listen to us and watch us on YouTube can watch us because we'll say what we see. If Rangers mm. are crap, we'll say they're crap. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Davey, 1642, 
much appreciated, especially Thank as, as as Ryan says, it's it's Christmas time now, and there's presents to be bought and everything. So much appreciated for that. Um, but no, we're not trying to be negative. We're just saying what we see. There's no point in us coming on here, can and, and sugarcoating things because no. I don't think folk would like that. I wouldn't like that person myself. So we will continue to say. Say what we see, basically. Um, and the last two games from Rangers haven't been good uh, and not up to the standard, to be honest. But I, I'm not going to break down the game, Karen, because we broke it down last night. I, I thought we'll talk about key things in terms of Clement's presser afterwards. It was about, I don't know if you listened to it today, but it was yep. 12, 12 minutes long. The big the big one, which we'll start on, and which we, we touched on last night, Todd Cantwell, <laughs> which he's been doing the rounds all day and Twitter and last night and people I've spoke to at work and I'd assume you've done the same today about it. I thought he contradicted himself last night, Clement, when he said he took him off because we lacked width. Cantwell wasn't doing what he wanted to do. And then said he knows Cantwell, can he really play? That's not his best position, his position as a 10. He did then kind of say that Obviously, he played there against Sparta Prague, and he, he did decent out there, to be fair. But hooking him, hooking him off Carney and putting McCausland. McCausland was the right choice. McCausland, for me, should have started for the very start. I, I thought he was crying out for with that game. I, just, I thought we'd get a bit of joy, so I would have played him. But to take Cantwell off and leave um, your man Lammers still in the park... It's it's a bizarre decision, Carney. I don't know what your thoughts were on on listening to his presser last night or today <laughs> about what he said because I, I just thought he kind of contradicted himself a bit. Yes, uh, I watched it when I got home, mate. You know what I'm like. I get I get home and I'm so <laughs> unbelievably pissed off. Yeah, pissed <laughs> off that there's no chance I'm going to sleep. So when I came in, the wee man was well asleep. Missy's was well asleep, mate, and I sat and. Watched different bits, different pods, and then obviously watched the presser as well. And yeah, I do think, reading between the lines, I think he's done it to make a point. I think he feels like Cantwell wasn't doing what he was told because yeah. he said, the way that he mentioned it, that like he wasn't following his instructions. Is that a criticism we should fling towards Cantwell? Yes, probably. It probably is. However, the man must be so frustrated. He must be so unbelievably annoyed and the fact that Clement himself is saying that Cantwell's best position is the 10, but we're persevering with him playing on the right. The course the guy's going to get annoyed. Of course he's going to get upset. I, I don't think Cantwell has been great this season. I don't. Do I think he's had a real chance to play in his preferred role? No. So it's kind of... If you were to, would you, if Borna Barisic was playing centre-half and he was, he was terrible you would be still saying, well, he's not a centre-half. And that's kind of the way I feel yeah. about Cantwell. It's okay attacking positions, yes, but not everybody's suited to just constantly swapping about. In my opinion, Cantwell's most effective through the middle. I think in pretty much everybody's opinion that Cantwell was most effective through the middle. And weirdly so, that's Clement's opinion too. Why you wouldn't have started McCausland against a level of opponent like Limassol when you know or what he was saying is that we were going to need width I'm baffled by it. And I can only put it down to a bad day at the office that he's he's thought to himself, mm, maybe Lammers could have an impact in this game, maybe find a wee bit of form, maybe give him the benefit of the doubt considering how awfully poor he has been. But it backfired and it backfired 
on to Cantwell because he wasn't doing what he was told. So he, he pulled him in order to make it, I think, to make more of a statement. I think it was brave to do so. I think it was extremely brave to do so because he must have known in the back of his head people are not going to be too happy when I do this here. But to an extent, I can understand why he did do it. But as I, think, I can't remember if I said it on the pod last night. If he'd have made a double sub when he pulled off Lammers and Cantwell and put on Lawrence and McCausland, I would have completely understood it. I don't think there would be half as much grumbling as there is about it just now or much of an issue that's reared its head with it. Um, uh, it was the first sign, the first thing that Clement's done where I've went, what are you doing here? Uh, and I don't think anybody really has any other opinion apart from it was the wrong the wrong substitution to make. Yeah, I I, I agreed with him making the change because it wasn't working. We were crying yeah. out for wood, so but I, it I does agree. work. Like I, that's I, the thing. Like we know it doesn't work. It's been yeah. tried and it does not no, work. No, I know. I know. Us is us is just normal football fans. We've been watching this for for weeks and weeks, and we know can't well can't play out there. But I, I get I get why he did it. Um, need to give him kind of praise for changing at that point. A lot of managers probably wouldn't. They wait to this half, not even half time, 60 minutes, 70 minutes, whatever it is. But he did. It was the wrong guy for me to take off. And obviously, Lammer's still there. And he also said about McCausland that he didn't start the game because, because, mainly because of his age. And he kind of wants to drip feed him into the team going forward. And I, I get McCausland hasn't played much games, but. Boy's 19, he's just signed a contract with Rangers, he's buzzing. If you listen to his interview last night, he said that he knew he was going to score last night. The guy's full of confidence. I don't care if he's 19. For me, you play him. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on that are, Carney, in terms of he wants to kind of drip feed him on this team. It's, it's, it's an area that's up for grabs. He's not got the players to play there, but he does because he's got a boy in the Cosland, 19 years of age. Play him. I agree. I, I I I hate that whole. If he's not good enough, no. If he's um, he's not old enough, or he's not got as much experience. If he's good enough to be in the first team, he's good enough to play. If he's good enough for you to put as much um, effort as you could into keeping him at the club in order to get him to sign an extended contract and a contract with the first team, then he is good enough. I don't like that excuse. I I, I fully agree that the. the the selection of the team was wrong. I do think a lot of the comments that Clement made after the game were him was him trying to take the heat off himself, probably take the heat off the players to an extent because of him getting the team selection wrong. I think he's going to know he got it wrong on the night. I, th- I think he has to take blame. Well, he has to take an element of the blame. I think the majority of the blame does go on to the players because they were awful, honestly probably what 8 out of the 11 on the park were shocking, really shockingly bad, so I think he was furiously trying to justify what he'd done if that makes sense in terms of not playing McCausland from the start I think he should have started, the age thing every time McCausland's made an appearance for us he's impressed, don't get me wrong I think the, the game the level of the, the, the game, it dragged him down last night. I thought he got pulled into <laughs> wrong decision-making at times. But again, he is a young lad and he will still be learning. I do understand that. But if he's good enough, play him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I've, You can't use that as a, 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 
a kind of wall to hide behind that the fact that he's only nineteen. I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't really go along with that at all. I think if he's good enough, you play him, and I think it was the the wrong choice to start the eleven that he done. And I, I think really when you read between the lines of what Kamont's going on about, I think he's just trying to furiously justify his his team selection. Yeah, and then I mean, you come on to the players that we brought in the summer, Carney. We we were going for a winner last night, as we were Aberdeen when we were trailing the game. And you've got a guy in Dessers, reportedly £4.5 million we paid for him. Can't even get on. Kamar Roof was on the bench last night again. Was he just there filling a bit a seat for me last night again? Didn't come on. Some of these signings, Carney, well, reportedly Michael Beale signed them all. I I can't believe he scouted all these players from certain areas of the world. Sifuentes, players like that, there must be somebody else there with them. But these players that have come in, Carney, I mean, if you if you quickly go through them, Jack Bolton for me, best sign by country mile. By a mile. Sterling. Sterling. Not really seen him. Every I don't know. Him, yeah. Every time I've seen him, I've went, he looked kind of average. Double. Injured all the time. Sifuentes <laughs> yeah. and Lammers. Um, Shadows last night. Dessers kind of got in the park. And Seema, he said in the press last night, Carney, with Seema, because I've said Seema's been pretty poor the last couple of games, and I think he has. That's why I wouldn't have played him last night. Um, I think he's been shocking, to be honest, the last couple of games. And he said the reason for Seema, Seema's level dropping, is because he's had a baby recently and he's had less sleep. Again. <laughs> and, and it throws me on to what he said later on in terms of in December and January, there's more players having babies, so <laughs> basically expect a dip in performances. I was I was baffled by what he said, Carly. I just thought it was nonsense from a guy that I think speaks really well in press conferences. Mm. I think he's clever with his words. I don't know where he was going with him. Yeah, I think he put onto the team that's the first that he'd noticed nervousness within the team. Yeah, I think that's the first time we've seen Clement a wee bit under pressure in a press conference. To be honest. That, that, Look, um, I, I don't know the players' personal business and it's not up to me to know the players' personal business. It, it's their business, it's their life. And we don't know, and maybe there's been, I hope not, but maybe there's been complications with Seamus Child or whatever. And who knows? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Because I've been there, I've done that. I had complications at the start with my wee boy, so I get it. But at the end of the day, you're... He just shouldn't have said that. It was, it was one of those comments that he made. I was like, "How is that relevant? How has that got anything to do with it?" Unless um, the we players were, having, were actually physically having the babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Roy, I, the baby. and then uh, that Roy, the Roy Keane thing was getting pinged about <laughs> after that as well. Yeah, I seen that. But no, it's like my levels. I don't think dropped when I was when I was at my work. My levels. I don't think the podcast levels dropped. I don't know. People probably will say that it did. I uh, hear comments but, in the chat there. Yeah, yeah, did it drop? When I, had a, drop. <laughs> when I had a win, and I mean me personally, yes, it wasn't my missus, it was me. Um, yeah, just a bizarre comment. I just thought, stop talking. Do you know what I mean? I was like, stop talking now. I, 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 I didn't get it. And it, it was a wee bit like he was um, making an excuse, mate. I do believe that that's right. I think he was looking for some form of excuse for SEMA levels dropping. It's going to happen with players. Players are going to drop in and out of form. It always happens. Yeah. They hit patches where they're really good. They hit patches where they're not. I think SEMA's just hitting a bit of a rut just now. And he's, he's, 
I, not not that he's a one trick pony, but he's people are beginning to figure him out a little bit, and he's maybe need a a slight adjustment in the way he's approaching games, the way he's dealing with the ball, um, his runs that he's making, these sort of things, so he doesn't become just a kind of one trick pony. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't really know why we brought up the thing about the babies, mate. I think the less said about that, the better, because it's just a, a crazy thing to come out and say. Colin Montgomery, thank you so much for the donation. Um, very, very much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, and we've talked about my lot in this Folk must think this is the Sam Lammers podcast. Here we go. Here um, we go. But we need to talk about. I mean, we talk about him all the time, and we talk about Dessers. We've talked about Dessers less because he's been—he's not played football. He's been on the bench most of the time, um, and he actually has scored a couple of goals. Dessers, still not great, but but Lammers for me, can speaking to folk today again about it, I don't, I honestly don't see it. I don't see what he sees. I was speaking to a guy at work today and he says he must be an absolute world in training. I says, he just, he just, he's a lost jersey for me in the middle of the park, can't he? He, he don't even know he's there half the time. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And if I see him in that team on Sunday, can't he? I'll be even more concerned because the guy, I, He's a human being at the end of the day, but he is no, he's never at the level to play for Rangers, can he? I, I just think £3 million pounds we wasted on this guy, and he's dreadful to say the least. And um, But he continually gets a game. It's a. Uh... It's, it's looking at us, and I, I do feel like I go on about it all the time. And I, I do think that some people think that it's I get joy out of it, and I, I keep emphasizing that I, I genuinely don't. I want every player to be a success. Even last night, um, I was after I dropped you off, um, Stevie Clifford messaged me and he said, I seen you getting a hard time in comments of one of your pods about Lammers, and he gave me a stat about him. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. And he said that Sam Lammers lost the ball 14 times 
last night. 15 God. times, I think, last night. For 55 minutes, he was on the pitch. His pass completion rate was something like 52, 53%. No key passes, no key chances created. And I'm like, and I'm meant to sit here and pretend that he's, that he's, thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate that. Um, but I'm meant to sit here and pretend that I'm, I'm seeing something in the guy. Sam Lammers is a joke of a player right now. Um, there is nothing there. There, there isn't anything there. I, I don't believe that he's that much out of form. I don't think there is much more to come from him. I, I think we he's had enough chances now to prove to supporters, the manager, um, this podcast that there is that there is something something in there and there isn't. There just isn't. I'm not going to be convinced by him now. Um, he's one that I am baffled that he gets picked. Uh, even last night, mate, when he got picked, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt just one more time. I've got the benefit of the doubt for one more time. And my dad was sitting next to him and he's pointing at him and going, what is that guy? What is he doing? What does he offer this team? And the chance that he got, and it hits his standing foot and bounces back out the box, that when he gets crossed into the box. <laughs> I was like, this, this guy's... He must have been laughing his head off when Rangers came knocking. Honestly, he must have went, you absolute beauty. I'm getting a, ch- a chance here with a pretty decent wage, good money spent on the guy. No. Um, and uh, for me, it's just a no. I don't want to see him anywhere near a Rangers team. I don't think he deserves to be there. I think there's probably somebody in the youth team that I'm probably not even fully aware of that would probably deserve more of a chance than what Lammers does. Um He's not our number 10. He's not a striker. He's not a wide player. He's not a Rangers player for me. I don't think he ever will be. I think he's a terrible signing and by far the worst that we've made this season. Yeah. And the bizarre thing about it is we've got two number 10s fit at the moment. Better. (laughs) And also, just see for, again, just to always, I like to be completely clear. When I seen Lammers at the start and we seen him in pre-season, I was all yeah, for him. Genuinely, I was all for him. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to just do this to get a reaction. I'm allowed to change my opinion, and it is my opinion. At the start, I thought, hmm, there's a bit of a player in there. He was doing quite well. Things were going all right. Since the start of the season proper, he's been nowhere near it. He's been absolutely nowhere near it. And if anything, he's got worse. Yeah, yeah. And... Just before we move on, the, the last guy, this sounds like we're having a bit of a bashing session here. but um, the, Well, the after last, last night, mate, it's kind of kinda understandable, <laughs> I suppose. It's therapeutic, isn't it? Bashing the players. But, um, no, it's um, the next guy I want to talk about, who, we again, we touched on last night, Sifuentes Carney. He's played the last couple of games for us. Aberdeen, he was all right for me. I think a lot of people said he actually played quite well. He, but I just, but last night for me, he just it was a lost jersey for me. He looked like he didn't want to be there when it going got tough. Didn't want to be there. I don't know what he is. What is it? I don't. I, I don't know his actual position as a footballer. Again, we bring these guys in and we don't know where they play. What's your thoughts on Sifuentes? Is again, he's he's been in and out of the Rangers team. He was injured. But he's he's been back in again, but. He's another guy that I don't see. I don't see it in him at all. And I hope he really changes my mind. But again, it's a guy for the MLS. We've went and got Carney. And it's looking like a bit of a disaster again. Absolutely. Barry said, Sifuentes is terrible. <laughs> there you go, Barry. Barry said Paul it from Robert me. Just says, easy, he's crap. Next point. 
<laughs> See, last night, that's the way that I felt. I, yeah. I, as bad as Lammers was last night, I would say for the 55 minutes Lammers was on, he became the worst player. Sifuentes in that first, especially that first 30 minutes, oh my goodness, he was nowhere. Like when he, when he got the ball to his feet, he was taking an age to move the ball on. There was a player on top of him every time. When they were coming forward and the player was dropping deep, he was getting pulled in, he was getting turned. He just wasn't at the races at all. I, he, we were told he was a box-to-box midfielder and that's what we would expect, a, a kind of rampaging box-to-box midfielder. I've not seen any of that. I really haven't seen any of that. At points last night, he had in that game, in my opinion. Uh, he did not want to be involved. Uh, he was... He was very poor, very, very poor. And right now we're left with him as really the only option. Now, um, we have probably maybe not, we've not seen as much of him as we've seen of um, the Dessers and um, Lammers to an extent. We've not seen as much of him, but from what I'm seeing so far, I'm not really getting it. I'm not really getting what I what I'm not getting the player that I thought that we were signing. Because I remember as well thinking this is an exciting signing by all reports yeah. and what people have been saying about him and the the obligatory clips that you see online and Twitter, or whatever else, but we've not seen any of it. His passing seems very, very poor. His fitness seems pretty much non existent. He doesn't really have a lot of legs to keep up with the pace. Uh and yeah, so far I'm not impressed by what I'm seeing. I think People have people forget as well, and I don't. I don't want to bleat on about it. But Ibrox isn't a nice place to be when things aren't going particularly well. But the players have to know that before they come here. That look, that it's a it's a bit of a cauldron to be playing at Ibrox. If things are not going well, the fans will let you know. And whether he's just somebody that can't cope with that or not, I'm not sure. But I'm kind of trying to be as polite as I can about it, mate. But right now, I just don't get it. I don't see it. I. There's more games to come for him because we don't have many options there. So I believe that he'll continue to play, maybe try and play himself into form like we've tried with pretty much all our new signings. Maybe apart from um, maybe apart from Butland, um, they're all kind of trying to play themselves into form. But so far, not massively impressed, mate. What is your opinion of Sifuentes? <laughs> That's I don't, I'm blaming all. I don't think he's up to it. From if I'm being honest, Carney, I, I don't see it when he's in when I see he's in the middle of the park. Well, I actually feel sorry for Lundstrom at points because I feel Lundstrom is doing. He's carrying him midfield. Yeah. He's carrying. He's, he's carrying. He's cast for the word for it. He's carrying him. He is carrying him, and he can't do his proper job, Lundstrom, because Lundstrom has been good for us. Um, I thought on if you want to be positive, I thought Looney was all right last yeah, night. I did. Yeah, but he's trying to get things going, but he, he can't do it himself. He needs. Dare I say a Ryan Jack type player beside him, but Ryan Jack is, as we know, is injured at the moment. Raskin is injured at the moment. He's another one that is injured quite a lot. And Sifuentes is in there. Maybe that's just not his position, Sifuentes. I don't know, but at the moment, he just, he's a no for me, Carney. He just, I just don't see it in him. He's not going to fight for me, Carney, especially in Scottish football. You know what you're playing against. I know that obviously that was Europe last night, but in Scottish football in particular, you're playing against these hammer throwers half the time, and he just looks like a guy that would just go into a shell for me. And unfortunately, we don't need that. So, yes, but that's that's the last of him having a wee bash at the players there. And obviously, before we get on to uh, my favourite part of the show, which is the manscaped advert, 
And it's Obviously a new one. It's a new one. Nah, I know one. I've, I've had a wee read of it as well. So <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Because it was just me and you, mate, I thought I'd better not put it in tonight because I no, probably well, would have done it. I could have. Christmas edition one, so and I've edited that by the way. It. I have edited that, so brace yeah, yourself, so everybody. Brace, brace yourselves, but yeah. So before we go into that one, obviously the, the group as it stands, Carney, Betis, Betis are top on they are nine. on nine points. We're nine. on eight. Sparta's on seven, and Limassol's on four. And all four points they go off of us, which is shocking, but. As it stands, Carney, we need to go to Betis and win, I would think, because I can't see... I can't see... I know Sparta are away to Limassol, and Limassol do have something to play for, but I just can't... I can't see Limassol beating Sparta. I'd expect Sparta to beat um, Limassol. So for me, we have to go out to Seville and beat Betis in their backyard to, ironically, top the group. Um, For me, as I said last night, I can't see it. And I'm expecting um, the the conference for us um, for next year. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I wouldn't go quite there yet because I, I. But look, I get it. I get that point of view, mate. I'm not going. I'm not for one second saying that I. I think you're um, you're erratic or anything like that with that thought process, especially after what you watched last night. And when you say they've got the four points, limits all have got it off us. You're like, of course it is. But it wouldn't be like Rangers not to do things the hard way, mate, and that's very much what we've left ourselves on with here. Uh, I, uh, there's a number of things that I believe that's wrong with the mentality of the team. I think the underdog in European football suits them, and I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. That, I wouldn't be shocked if we got a performance in Betis, but I also wouldn't be shocked if we get beat quite convincingly in Betis as well, exactly at the same time because of this mentality thing. Because it's very, it's very bipolar. It's be, and I think in European competitions, particularly, it's very, very bipolar. So, if I had to put a bet on it now, mate, I would think. Well, if we get a draw, do we, if we get a draw in Sparta, win, but it's still the conference. Is that right? No, for us to if we if we get beat basically out in Spain or draw, if if Sparta if Sparta when? draw basically if they if Sparta draw against Limassol we're through regardless of right. what happens regardless you know, of what, what happens I so just can't see like, it. I think I think they'll nah. beat them yeah hopefully Limassol do us a favour um, <clears throat> but yeah no I'd, I'd look it is it's one of those things we're going to need to wait and see there is a lot of things that could happen um, between um, then and uh, uh, on the night of the game I mean by you don't need the result of the, the Sparta and Limassol game might come into play but for us to have to go out there and win that to top the group it would, I don't know if it would tell the full story of this group I really I really don't think it would uh, we would almost have we would almost steal it to, to, to win that group, I think, if we, we were to do so. But you don't, that's what I mean with the team, though. You don't know you don't what know, Rangers you're going to get. You, you honestly have not got a clue. They might be brilliant on the night and we might we might have a right good go at Betis and get ourselves a win. But yeah, after last night and what I've seen, that I think before we even come, come on to it, I, I hate to jump ahead and, and do an alley, but. The, the two the two ruts of games that we've seen there, the two performances that we've seen back-to-back there, that has to be it. It has to stop there. We can't continue on a run like that and just see a kind of downward um, trajectory of this, this squad again. Um, the new manager bounce, whatever the way you want to talk about it, the honeymoon, all that kind of stuff is over because of the last two performances and that's how quick it is. We always say it, you're always one game at, one game at Rangers away from a disaster. I wouldn't quite say we're in a disaster, um, but... We are we're treading on a line right now that I feel that 
the sooner the better. Rangers have to snap out of it and start start performing. Um, RFC fifty six. Thank you so much for the for the donation. But yeah, it's if I had to put my money on it now, I would say it's a conference, mate. Yeah, I would go along with you. <laughs> yeah, I think that too. But as you say, Carney, it wouldn't shock me if Rangers were out there. One for some reason end up top mm. that group. It just it wouldn't shock me because they're a wee bit bipolar at times. This Rangers team. So um, anyway, let's go on to my favourite part of the show. Here we go. Time for a word from our sponsors. The season for a fresh cut is here with your sponsors of this podcast, Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming have just launched their fifth generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your South Pole with Manscaped and watch it shine like never before. Get the best stock and filler of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code CLUB at 22 for 20% off and free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. <laughs> Starting with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this is the crown jewel of the holidays and dare I say the best ball trimmer of all time. The Electrics Razor Advanced Skin Safe Technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on your Santa sack. But the fun doesn't stop there. The Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit and Handyman Electric Face Shaver are a must-buy Christmas gift for all your facial hair needs. Also, save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Also, take care of the chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0, featuring a signature dual pouch to keep you calm, cool and collected. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code CLUBAT22. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. <laughs> well done, mate. That's probably one of the best ones you've ever done. That one wasn't too bad, to be honest. There was a few things about Thanksgiving and that flogging, and I was like, I can't really... Well, I suppose we've probably got people in America that do watch us. Yeah, probably some, probably some girls out there that, that do. Oh, I've got Justin. Sorry, Justin. How rude of me. The main man rude himself. Yeah, but uh, no. Manscaped. Get yourself some Manscaped stuff for Christmas, that's for sure. Um, as you say, Mrs. Claus will thank you if that's the way that you roll at Christmas time. But no, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, thank you very much to Manscaped for the continued support. They are superb. And I always say, if you use our code, um, you're supporting our podcast and we can't thank you enough for doing so. And genuinely, genuinely, their stuff is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Christopher, the comment says, well, my big clock behind me makes me look like St. Ali. That's funny. Yeah, that's Ryan's favourite clock behind me. So uh... That is. That is. <laughs> but yeah, no, let's, uh, but no, thanks to Landscape that their products are fantastic. Um, but yes, let's continue with more Rangers news today. And literally, just as I sent the agenda through today, Carney, as always happens, Rangers drop something. Um, a statement today, basically. This has been a wee bit of a rumour for the last couple of weeks. I know Scotia and um, Ryan at the Fans Forum said this was coming in the next couple of weeks, and it has. So we have appointed, I'd assume this is how, this is how you say his name, Niels Coppen from PSV Eindhoven as Director of Football Recruitment. Um, the 30-year-old Noppen had the role of head of scouting at PSV prior to joining um, Rangers, and he will join us on the 2nd of January. 
Uh, I'll just read a wee bit from the website here. Cop and comment, I'm delighted to be joining such a prestigious club like the Rangers in what is a crucial role for the club's forward strategy. The chairman and CEO have both been clear in recent times our player trade model has to function better and on a more regular basis. Here, here. I look forward to working with the scouting team already at the club to ensure we reach our goals in the coming years. Rangers have also pleased to confirm the appointment of Tom Taylor as the club's new head of performance. Working closely with the manager, Dr. Mark Waller and the first team, Taylor will join the Light Blues on December 22nd from um, Brighton. What is your thoughts on that, Carney? I know it was obviously in the post, this one, but now it's kind of confirmed. We never knew who it was, but it's confirmed. And I think he has worked with Clement. Uh, Genk. Genk, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they've worked together. Um, he wasn't the director of football, though, but uh, well, he was um, he was working with uh, Clement there. Yeah, look, uh, it very much looks like Clement's had a, a strong uh, say in who was going to be appointed, and it's a crucial role now that Rangers had to appoint. I think the, the, the conversation that we've just had, mate, about the signings that we've made in the summer and how they've not hit anywhere near what we thought that they would when they first came into the club, then this this role was crucial for Rangers to appoint, and it looks like um, Clement has very much got his man. I'm excited by it. Thank you so much uh, in Royal Blue. That is yeah, thank fantastic. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. It kind of caught me off guard there. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, it was crucial, mate. It was crucial for us to do so, and as I say, now we are we are at this point, and <laughs> what a job he's got in his hands, man. Honestly, what a job he's got. But it's everything in the statement and everything that he's saying is something that we've we've spoke about for a while now on the pod that the the player trading model isn't working. It is. We're not seeing the benefits of it. We're not seeing that the, we're not using it correctly. I don't think. Uh, which is again, it's. It's one of those things that we will all need to get used to for time to time because players are going to come here. They're going to be really good. Well, that's what you want to happen. You're going to be really good. You're going to absolutely love them. And then the first opportunity that comes around, they'll be moved on. But it's all about trying to win us success with the time that win us success with the time that they're here for the one season, one and a half seasons, two seasons, whatever it may be that they are here, and we sell on at a major profit. So that's what we have to be, what we have to be aiming for. Uh, and he does. He's got a job on his hands now. But yes, it's a an appointment that I approve of. It's an appointment that I am very much looking forward to. It is good news. It's nice to have a bit of positivity on the podcast tonight. Uh, but that's I think it's a, a the correct step by the club. Um, and it does very much as say look like Clement has has got his man. In terms of Tom Taylor, I I don't know what that job entails, but welcome to Rangers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that the main one out of there was was Cop enjoying, but um, yeah, I, I think he's a vital a vital cog in in Rangers' carney. You've seen what happened when Beal got free reign, what's happened in the, the mess he's left us in with players players that we won't probably well, we won't be able to sell on for a profit. I'd imagine these apart from Jack Bolton, he's the only one I can see we could make money on. The rest of them, I think, will be taking losses on them. So. He's key. I liked how he said that about the the player trade model has to be better because it has to be. That's the way Rangers Rangers only way of making serious money is in European football and the player training trading model. And it pains me to say it, but the other side of the city have done that very well over the past God knows how many years. That's it's a model we need to do. We've only done a couple couple of players really in the last couple of years, but it needs to be more regular. 
So it was um no, I was I was happy to see him in Carney. So we will see when he arrives on the second of January. But I'd like to be thinking behind the scenes he is um thinking of a plan of how to get rid of certain players, Mr. Lammers, yeah. Mr. Dessers, and maybe a couple of other players too. Pacers said there, how did this cross end up at Rangers? Because we didn't have a director of football. That's why. Because we entrusted it into the the head of scout. Well, look, that's something else that probably needs looked at as well, mate. Because we spoke about it as, as well, walking down the street. Like, who, who scouted these guys? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not telling me Bill scouted all the players. Not all of them. He couldn't no have, of course, he's, he had the final say. I do understand that. He pretty much had the final say. But there is still definitely... And look, and I'm, I understand that not all signings are going to be a success. But you, you would still expect to see kind of something from them. Dessers is probably on that borderline, if that makes sense. And I don't think he's good enough either, but he has scored goals for us. Um, he's definitely shown improvement since we first seen him. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Still, by again, don't put nobody put words in my mouth here. I'm not saying that he's the future number nine for Rangers or anything of the sorts. But just when you look at Sifuentes, when you look at... Um, Lammers, Sterling to an extent we've not seen. I mean, I think Sterling and Dill will probably be fine. I think they'll probably be all right. Squad players, like, I, I think they could come in and do a job in the run of the mill games in the league, but it's the, the, the where the money's been spent is the one that you really have to raise eyebrows over. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be interesting with him coming in, Carney, obviously. I, like I said in the, the podcast last night, Carney, I, I don't expect big, big signings in in January because for me we need to get short players before we bring players and I could potentially see a couple of loan signings coming in. For me it's a summer carney when he'll properly um, along with the new director of football they'll get a right good chance to to bring like, hopefully decent players in this time because we can't, we can't every season be going round and bringing 10 players in a season. It's no. just it's not sustainable. It's, it's not the way it works so and we have a big, um, a high wage budget as well, which is another issue which we need to try and trim down too. So, yes, it will be interesting um, when he when he starts in the in the new year. But moving on, we have another game. We are back at Ibrox on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the joys. <laughs> so there's, there's a game every bloody three days at the moment. You know what it's like at Christmas time. It's um, it's hectic. But yes, we um, we welcome. Um, St Mirren, Carney on Sunday. St Mirren at the moment are sitting third in the league. Um, they've won six, drawn four, lost four. They've lost three out of the last five, though. They get beat by Ross County the other night, one nil. Their form's slightly dipped. There was yeah, really there wasn't a presser today. There was a, if you go into Rangers YouTube, there was literally about a two minute. Kind of a clip from last, last night. night. From last night, we come on. Must have been must have been pre agreed that. Must have been pre-agreed. Yeah, yeah, I'd assume just in times. Um, but yeah, he, he basically said he expects St. Mirren. He actually said he expects St. Mirren to kind of sit in, basically, and kind of the usual scrap for everything. In terms of players, I don't know what he really mentioned. Was, he said Scott might be back, which I'd assume is Scott Wright. So he may be back. I thought, I thought, he, was talking, I thought he was talking about Scotia. Scotia might be back. Oh, no, 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 no. He'll... he'll <laughs> He's gone forever, I think. So yeah, yeah. We might we might lose quite a few subscribers over that, can't if I just ah. says, just never coming back because a lot of them yeah. in for them. He will be I back, do. everyone. Don't worry. Just it's the way. Man. It's the way. Is um, it's the way shifts uh, at work are at the moment. That is why he is not on. 
Um, and his nervousness. Don't forget his and nervousness. And he gets nervous now and again too. So, <laughs> yes. They will be back, don't worry. But yes, yeah, Scott Wright is back. Um, Ryan Jack is still out. Raskin is still out. Um, aye, it's um, it's the same group of players we need to go with. Can obviously Matondo? No, I've kind of appeared in the last couple of weeks. But what's your thoughts with St. Mirren coming to Ibrox on Sunday? Yeah, I think their form has has very much taken a dip. Um, but I don't think they're they're not playing the levels that they were before. And that that, that game against Ron's County was particularly poor for them to to lose that game. But the yeah, Sunday's going to come around all too all too, all too quickly, mate. To be honest, I'm like, oh, yeah, but no, look at that. That's they always say that it's on to the next game, and we can only ever look forward. And I suppose that is the case. Rangers just have to, as I said, I don't want to paint the wall again, but Rangers just have to go with this rut that we're in for these these two games. And it was something I think you mentioned. Um, the lull has returned again while yeah. we're playing football, and it's just it's one of the most frustrating things in the world to watch. We've lost. Stevie Clifford got a right. See Stevie Clifford got a right. Bit of a doing for Clement when he asked. Did you see when he asked a question? Oh, aye. about yeah, yeah. <laughs> about the yeah. side words in terms of the way we play football before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but again, I'll credit. I always credit. I always give Stevie credit. It's not oh, just fair play because he, 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 que- he asked the question. Yeah, he asked. He the questions, and he, he, he gets hard, he gets a hard time for not asking the questions. And I'm like, well, I think he does. I think he's quite yeah. quite brave with the questions that he will ask, especially when things are not going particularly well. Um, but no, I say it's it's just it's a it's a game for us to try and right the wrongs. I suppose I think. The, they're probably a, a, we're probably playing them at quite a good time there, as I say, and, and a bit of a rut just now uh, as well. But we are we are looking to bounce back. We are very much looking to bounce back. I think it's disappointing that there's not going to be many players back um, for the game on Sunday. But I suppose it's to kind of be expected with the injuries that we have. Hopefully, hopefully, a few make a surprise return and he's kind of kept his cards close to his chest in that regard because it did seem like he just wanted out of the presser last night after the. The chat of um, last night's game was done, um, but look, three o'clock on a Sunday. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, I think it's just crucial for us to implement our game again onto a team to take a, a bit more pride and show a bit more passion again, and just get back to what we were seeing when Clermont first came in. It wasn't always going to be like that, and we always knew there was going to be bumps in the road, but to get two back-to-back the way we have is a concern, and I'm not going to lie, it is. If it was a one-time off, you go, right, okay, if we'd have come on last night against Limassol, won that game relatively convincingly, you would be going, right, okay, we seem to be going back in the same direction again. I don't think Clement will miss them and hit the wall after last night. I think he'll he will have hit them right in between the eyes. They'll know exactly what he now expects from them going forward, and if anything, um, and I'm sorry to sound like James Tavernier here, but I, I think Clermont will be learning a lot about this group, these group of players. I, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means I'm at the point where I'm writing Clermont off. I, I, I don't think that's going to do anybody any favours, and I, I do still like what he's been trying to implement while we were while we were playing good while he, when he first came in, and we've seen the 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 kind of progression of the team and the belief coming back into the team. But just this wee knock 
it has to only be a wee knock. Um, instead of one bump, it was a double a double bump, and now it's we can't afford to have another one. But we're going to have to come out. We're going to have to, as you always say, and I'll say it in case it does happen, that we're going to need a bit of a performance, something for the fans to get back on side with, um, because we're. We're just looking for that wee bit. And even last night, I thought even after we scored, I thought we gave the fans, we as the fans, we got right behind the crowd again, right behind the team again. The crowd were right up for it and the team just fell back into the kind of lull again, even as it went one each. And the lack of intensity shown to, to go and get a winner was really concerning, really, really concerning. So hopefully whatever that was is now out of their system and we go on to Sunday, mate, and uh, feeling much better about ourselves and convincingly beat. Essent Mun. That's what I. That's what I hope to happen. Yeah. No, I, I hope so because they have to. I mean, that's that's as you say, it's two two in a row. The, the Aberdeen game. I don't think they played. They weren't terrible in the Aberdeen game, but at the same time, we weren't good enough to win the game, and it was disappointing mm-hmm. because of what happened in, on the previous day. But they need to really go out and they need a shake for me. These Rangers players, can they? They need to go out on Sunday and put a performance on for us because. We've got massive games coming up. We go away to Tynecastle next Wednesday. They'll be hurting from, obviously, us with our last-minute winner at Ibrooks and then beating them at Hamden. They'll want to get one over us at Tynecastle. Oh, I say it's always a difficult place. The last time we were at Tynecastle, we actually did quite well, but it'll be a tough game at Tynecastle. <clears throat> and then we've got, I think it's I think it's Dundee, I think we've got at Ibrooks or something in, in, that weekend. And then we've got Betis and then we've got the cup final. So they're, they're coming thick and fast and they need to get out this wee rut they're in, can and, and try and get a bit of momentum going, especially with this cup final coming up. They, they need to go into that on form for me. Um, and the last time we played St Mirren, which was um, under Steve Davis, we actually won 3-0. Um, which was surprising that because I did not expect yeah, it. it. St Mirren were flying at that point. St Mirren were, um, were confident at taking points off the of Rangers and and, uh, and Rangers won. But no, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting a performance from. I think they owe us a performance this Rangers team, um, especially after the last two two games. And I'm hoping <laughs> they can put on some sort of show and just get back on the horse and let's get going again because they really need to. For me in December, Carney, I mean, they need to win this League Cup. I mean, that'll take care of itself. But in the league, we have to win every single game up to the Old Firm game. And the Old Firm yes. game. We have to. And the Old Firm game. We have to win the Old Firm game. Yeah. No, we have to. There's no excuse. There's, as, as, as crazy as it sounds to some football fans of other teams that listen into us, but that's that's what we have to be aiming for. We have to win every single league game and the old firm, then win the game against Kilmarnock, and then we get a couple of weeks off to yeah. kind of regroup and see where we are. Um, yeah, it could be... It's, there's now even more pressure, I suppose, on the team and on Clermont. The fact that last night didn't go the way that we all expected it to, and we did. Everybody expected Rangers to get through last night. We wouldn't really need to worry about the Betis game. Now, all of a sudden, the Betis game's much bigger than it should have been. We're also um, we're also having to travel to um, we're obviously having to do the travel before the, the cup final as well, which again adds pressure onto that. 
and as we are building up to these these two games in particular, that's why Rangers need to get out of this rut. We need to we need to find a bit of form again and start performing and start beating teams convincingly when we should be beating teams convincingly because the last thing we want to be doing is going into that cup final and this same kind of this kind of same lull that we we've fallen into over these past two games is going to be going to be critical now. And Sunday's the best place to do it. I say a a a Man team that's beginning to struggle with a form. Um, it's going to be a Ibrooks. It should be a game that we are winning, and it's a game that the players should be looking at and going right. Let's let's almost go again. Let's let's start where we were. Let's do the things that we were doing, and let's show a bit of belief in each other again, uh, and really kick on because the. The nervousness, um, and not the same nervousness that Scotia gets, but the nervousness that Clement said that the team seen, that he seen in the team last night, that has to go. We have to get that out of our minds. The players shouldn't have been nervous last night. Do you know what I mean? They shouldn't have been. They should have been confident that they could go out there and get that job done. So that for itself would be a, a, a concern for Clement, I think. I think he'll be concerned about the the nervousness as he called it, I think he'll be a wee bit like, hmm, didn't see that one coming, but it's not helped by his team selection. Um because I I, I think even as professional football players they're probably looking at Lammers and going, hmm, really? This guy? <laughs> this guy again? <laughs> Sorry for bashing Lammers, everybody. Sorry. But yeah, no, look it's um we're, we're entering what December is always a crucial month. There's always a lot of football in December and we said it we said it before the the games came back after the the international break that this was going to be a a huge um a huge uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, we'll come back to me in a minute a, a huge marker of where we are going to be for the rest of the season that will that these games are going to determine how the rest of our season looks so um yeah it's uh it's still just as critical as it was when we when we first started speaking about it yeah I talk about Team selection. Who is who is in your team for Sunday? Your score and your first goal scorer. Butland Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, Redvan. Red I would play Rice. Um, but I did. He's not even been appeared on the bench. Him, I yeah. don't know if there's an issue there. But if he's been playing for the the B team or whatever, I would play Rice. But I think it'll be Sifuentes and Lundstrom. I would play Cartwell in the 10, I'd play Seymour on the left, I'd play McCausland on the right and I'd play Danilo through the middle. And just quickly um, as well on Danilo, he's another one that's beginning to get dragged into this as well. I don't think he's been particularly great. I think he shows a lot of effort and he's pressing high, he's really good, but he's almost having to press games too much and it's not leaving them with much left in the tank when he has to when he has to do his proper job by putting the ball in the back of the net. I don't think the service has been great to him as well, but he has won oh, last night. I, I was like, well, he wasn't particularly great either. Uh, but yeah, that would be my team, and my score is going to be 2-0 Rangers, and I'll go McCausland to score. No, if Cantwell plays in the 10, I'll go Cantwell to score first. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen Daniel getting a wee bit of a hard time, and yeah, he's ah, he's dropped a bit, Danilo. As of a lot of players, to be honest, and he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's for me, Danilo's not a he's not a natural finisher. If you want to say, he needs quite a few chances to score a goal, and like that one last night that he should have really maybe hit first time or pulled down and had a shot. He's just, but then again, he's been out for quite a while, so. I'm, uh, I'm not definitely not writing Danilo off. He's shown a lot more than a lot of the other players, and his pressing is very good for Rangers on the, on the top yeah, line. But 
But my team for for um, for Sunday would be Butland, Tav, Goldson, Balgan, Ryan's Turkish delight, which I'll be happy to say. Uh, Yilmaz, I agree. I'll be lonesome. I think Sifuentes will come back <laughs> in again. I think he might. I think he'll play Cantwell in the ten to make a point to the fans. So I, I think so. he'll play. I hope so. Danilo will play through the middle. McCausland on one side. And I think he'll stick with Seema on the other side to try and get him through this rut. I know Matondo's been kind of there, but Matondo came on the other night and he wasn't great, but he only did a wee cameo, Matondo. Yeah. Uh, also, Scotia made the point, sorry Ali, Scotia made the point as well, I didn't really understand that Matondo substitution when he done it, I was like, that's just not the game for Rabbi Matondo to come on yeah. and I just, I didn't see it happening but due to the way that the game was going, the way that it was, the way the game was uh, kind of panning out, I thought, mm, this isn't really a game yeah, for I'd, I'd be bringing I'd be bringing Matondo, if Rangers go a couple of goals up for instance and, and some Mel Neaty come out, I'd be bringing Matondo on the last half hour or something, because I think he would get joy for me, so I'm going to go 3-0 Rangers and I'm going to go see my first goal score because I think um, he's due to one. get one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, aye, because of his, his baby was born so that's affected his performance. I thought that would have upped his performance because um, he'd be on a high. And there he is, the main man himself, Justin <laughs> Muir. Thanks very much, Justin. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> My missus is actually out in America at the moment where I work, Justin. So mm. um, she's not too far from me. But uh, no, much appreciated. Well, I think, I think, I think, he's, I think that's is that not quite a distance where she is and where he is. Where is she, Florida or something? Aye, he's just below in Texas, isn't he? So I don't even know. Her. I don't know. <laughs> There's still oh. a distance, Carly. It's still quite a distance, but in terms of states, they're not overly far away. Oh, so. right. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Aye, but um, no, much appreciated, Justin, as always, and um, everyone else that um, kindly donated tonight, you, you don't have to do that, but it is much appreciated by, by myself and Carney and the rest of the guys that are um, occasionally on the podcast as well. Occasionally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have got to pretty much the hour mark, Carney. I thought we might struggle tonight because it was the two of us. Um, Never do. But as, as always, we, we get to the other point, but yes. Before I say goodbye to my guests tonight, I would like to say thank you to everyone in the comments tonight. Um, fantastic comments, a couple of laughs in there as well. The donations as well, as I said, very much appreciated. As I said, if you can like and share, we're getting extremely close to the, the 6,000 mark, which we'd love to do before the end of the season. And yes, last but not least, uh, Mr Carney, thanks for coming on talking more. Negative Rangers news with me. Yeah, fuck, mate. It's what it's all about, isn't it, mate? It's what it's all about. And I say Friday night doesn't seem normal anymore without doing without doing the podcast. Uh, no, uh, really good chat tonight, mate. It's, it's always good when, you, when you're able to sit and have a conversation and kind of rationalise it. And it's good. I love doing live ones because you can see people's comments coming in. And people yeah. will always disagree with us. They'll always think we're being a bit too harsh, which is absolutely fine. I don't. I don't criticise that at all, but there's also a lot of people that might be sitting thinking that they feel the same way as we do. So it's it's good. It really is. It's a, it's brilliant. Um, the, the the donations have been absolutely fantastic and the chat's always good. There was some really funny ones tonight that I was giggling away at tonight. Some really good ones. Ones that I can't pop as well, but those first ones that are very, very funny. So no, thank you, Alistair. Thank you, chat. I really hope your team wins on Sunday. 
Yes, so do I. We will be back with a match reaction, hopefully with smiling faces to hopefully our Rangers win on Sunday. But we are being Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will see you on Sunday. Good night. Podcast Network.